Hey, it's been a while. Here's what I've been doing. It's me, Cindy, writing more songs. It's a talent more peculiar than enviable. Ready? Here's, here's one. I have all these clothes I never wear, and look what's happening to my hair. It's really not that I don't care. I just have no place to go. Pretty pathetic, huh? Yeah, it's sort of the story of my life, kind of pathetic. But, you know, the truth is there's some comfort in knowing it's not just my life that's horrible, right? (sighs) Funny, I started season three of the It's Me, Cindy podcast and then came to a screeching halt. Not so much that I stopped talking as much as it's been feeling like you don't really want to listen to me whining, do you? Because I find I'm stuck in this endless loop of talking about the same things all the time, no matter who it is I'm talking with. And it's not just me doing the talking about all the same things. It's the elephant in the room. No, it's two elephants, only we're not pretending they're not there. We are talking about them all the time. Sure, maybe you start talking about whatever. Like, let's say you're watching this really adorable cat video. Hear this? Okay. These are these two cats wearing little pumpkin hats. And every time they ring the bell in front of them, they get a treat. (laughs) It's exactly what we need right now. Cute, funny, totally not related to anything in real life to take our minds off of this. Do a search for orange hat cat bell video. (laughs) It'll get you right there. And if it doesn't cheer you up, watch it again. (laughs) But then it reminds you of something cute or funny from like a year ago and where you were and who you were with. And the next thing you know, the focus has shifted to this, where we are now, COVID consciousness. Even if you think it's a hoax, free country, you have the right to be wrong, you can't ignore the virusy elephant in the room, and now the conversation is back on the impact of this new normal. And at least for me, I can't believe I've fallen back down the rabbit hole, talking in circles about all the feelings and details and ramifications that everybody already knows, so why talk about it? We can't help it. I think maybe it's a way to process it, or to try to process it. And it's a way to share with whoever we're talking to, commiserate. Given there's too much distance, social and physical and emotional, we as humans really need to connect. And so sharing the common ground of this state of misery we're coping with is somehow maybe to some tiny degree helpful. Not in the info or reactions we share, but just in knowing we're all in this together. You and me and those people over there. Even the guy my mom just told me about who burst into the doctor's waiting room the other day announcing, I'm not wearing a mask, deal with it. I'm sure, really, he's a charming and delightful man. But even though he doesn't think he's part of it, he is still in this as deep as we all are, or he wouldn't be needing to flash his self-absorbed arrogance. Does that sound too judgmental? Really, it's just an observation. Last night, I had all these dreams where really bad things happened. And when I woke up, I was telling somebody about having all these bad dreams where really bad things happened. And then... I woke up. I thought, that's messed up. Dreaming of dreaming of bad things? I'm going to guess you're also having some weird dreams, if you remember them, because I just saw an article titled, Why We're All Having Weird COVID Dreams. Surprisingly for me, I didn't read it. I think I know what it was going to explain, that our subconscious is trying to work out all this confusion and concern and loss, but really subconscious. Is that working for you or for me? Another day, another day. I do have great appreciation for how my brain, yours too, works so hard to normalize things, to get us used to whatever. Like, say you fill up a box of clothes to donate to Angels of Long Island. They have a thrift shop in Patchogue. That's a great place to donate if you're looking for somewhere. Anyway, in the meantime, you put that box in a corner of your bedroom. 
The next day you see it and go, oh yeah, I got to get that to Angels of Long Island. And let's say you don't that day. The next day you have the same thought, but by the fourth or fifth day, your brain has normalized that box sitting in your bedroom and it no longer triggers the get me out of here because that's what your brain does. It adapts, adjusts, normalizes as much as it can. Along with the constraints and restrictions that we are not used to having, there's the frustration, the sadness, the worry for ourselves, people we love, businesses that are struggling, people that we just don't understand, and the huge divide between how part of the country sees things one way and how the other part of the country is seeing things another way. That alone can make your brain explode and your heart ache. And then there are the changes that have been dumped on us. Take the mask thing. Sure, I'll wear it because I know it'll help contain my passing on anything dangerous to anyone else. But doesn't it seem sad when you see a little kid wearing a mask? I console myself by knowing that children are the most resilient and adaptable. They accept change pretty much without question. Well, in the grander scale. Not like we're skipping dessert tonight, honey, but obviously we're all wearing masks now. Of course, that probably is helpful that we are all wearing them, not just you wear it and I won't. It's called modeling responsible behavior or monkey see, monkey do. Kids love to do monkey see, monkey do, and either is great as long as it works. So you see why I missed a couple of weeks talking to you, right? It's like falling down a hill. I start talking and the next thing you know, it's all COVID all the time until we get on to how our government's been populated by shysters. But really, I just can't go there not today. Today, I'm trying to accomplish something good, anything good. That's been a problem too. Back to the box of clothes on the bedroom floor. I think about how often I've thought or said, if I only had a big block of time to clean out the attic, the closets, get rid of all the excess. Heck, I've even said that to you before. But in spite of all this forced time at home, with hardly any diversions or demands on my time, or fun with my friends to take up my time, it pains me to admit that no, I still haven't done it. Not only haven't I cleaned up and cleared out, although I do have a bunch of boxes of things to donate to angels in my office, boxes that have unfortunately become part of the landscape. But that's as far as I've gotten. I haven't really accomplished anything worthwhile in ages. Unless you count the tiny weird songs I've been writing, and I don't think anybody's going to count the tiny weird songs. I do take vicarious pleasure in Lane and Shelley and Brett and anybody else who's been putting this time to good use and shaping their homes into more of what they want them to be now. What's stopping me? I wonder that myself. I seem to spend a lot of time killing time while I wait for, I don't know, something that feels worth doing. Productive. I read this book. One of who knows how many at this point. This one was by a woman who's written a couple of memoirs, and she has a big following of other women who regard her as someone who can perhaps offer good advice. She says the two questions she's asked the most are, how do I find my purpose? And how do I find my people? Her answer is, when heartbreak rings, answer the door, which I was like, what? So obviously I'm not leaning on her for guidance. But the how do I find my purpose thing is a thing I think. I talk about it with some of my friends and really it boils down to making time count, making it matter, making your life matter. I'm not talking on the level of Madame Curie or Tom Hanks where you're able to impact millions of lives through your breakthrough discoveries or your affable talents and ability to pick movie roles that move people. Okay, Joe and the Volcano doesn't count. I'm just talking about feeling like you're investing your time for some sort of return, either personal or more general, good for you or the world or or somebody. And in this particular period of weird, uncomfortable, challenging time, it's even more necessary to 
offset the sense of free falling or being locked up or trapped by this thing out there that may or may not get to you and disrupt, ruin, or end your life. This is why I haven't been sharing my thoughts. They just go, so, well, does anybody really need to hear more of this? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my best to refocus on what's good, helpful, positive, fun, encouraging, interesting, and not just more of the same brain drain on all the things you really don't need to hear from me or anybody. But for today, for this, thanks for listening. I'll be back in a week, okay, with something, I don't know what, but something more fun than this elephant in the room. You can subscribe to the It's Me, Cindy podcast if you want to make sure you don't miss it. And before I go, One more hit from the COVID songbook. You say that it is nothing, it's only like a flu. But I believe in science, and I know the risk is true. For those who drink the Kool-Aid, there's not much I can do. But hey there, karma, I'm counting on you. Was it not brilliant? Okay, talk to you later.